You're now listening to Feels Galore. Hey, hey. <laughs> it feels so weird to hear my voice again on the mic. I didn't realize it had been that long, that it would feel so strange to hear it. But it does, and I'm back. Uh, yeah, it feels good to be back. So obviously, I had to take a hiatus, a midweek break, a mid-season break. Um, so much has happened, so many things have changed. So I had to had to give you guys a little break still. But now we're back, settled, know the vibes, you know, all is good. Uh, what have I been up to? What, I mean, if I had to get into like, you know, a little bit of some detail, uh, I would say school is back. (laughs) Right. Definitely me. I would start with school, but yeah, school is back and you know, it's cool. It's not, uh, as overwhelming as it used to feel. So yeah. And yeah, like it feels good to be with my family. I miss my sister so much and that family time has been really great. And that's pretty much me. I'm trying to like, you know, work through the change in scenery, but I think I'm doing good with it so far. So yeah, it was a bit rocky there in the beginning still, but we're back, man. So just to give a very clear heads up right now uh this is not going to be a long episode yeah yeah (laughs) cutting it down cutting it down uh today i feel like i know exactly what i want to unpack i feel like i I just want to get straight to the point and yeah that's the vibe right now so that's one and then number two which is probably more important is that this is the official trigger warning if you for some bizarre reason did not read the title of this episode let it be known to you now that this is a trigger warning we will be discussing suicidal thoughts suicidal behavior um suicide ideation so this is the official trigger warning and if there is nothing else i think we can sort of dive right in, right? Like, all right, so in all seriousness, today's uh, topic is diagnosed with suicidal thoughts, diagnosed with suicide, diagnosed with suicidal behavior. And I was contemplating with this sort of topic because I wanted to approach it in an interesting way. I feel like there is a very you know, basic, straight to the point, like, it's sort of like, what can, what's new that somebody can tell me about suicide, you know, and so, you know, I had to sit down with it, and had to be like, what do I want to know the most about this phenomenon, so what I've decided on is that I'm going to start off by reading just a couple of facts about suicide, uh, specifically in South Africa, and then, I'm going to, we're going to dive into a different side where we're going to be looking at the neurobiology, uh, neuropsychology uh, perspective of what's happening in the brain or what's happening biologically in the body uh, during, you know, suicidal thoughts or um, anything of that nature. So 
yeah, I think let's start unpacking. All right, so from the research that I did, I think one of the most interesting articles that I found were from a site that was doing a that conducted a study on students so this i found an article on theconversation.com it the title of the article is south african universities need to know why students suicide risk is so high so they put some really interesting uh um or they had some really interesting findings um so yeah i think let's run through those so theconversation.com conducted their study uh most of the students in their study were between 18 and 21 years old uh those with suicidal thoughts and behaviors reported that there were these problems started when they were around 15 or 16 years of age uh, the onset of suicide, pri- suicidal behavior and suicidal thoughts prior to age 11 was very low, but increased sharply up to age 18. After that, there was a marked decline in onset. Less than 50%, 15% of students reported that their suicidal thoughts started after they were 18 years old. So these are like wild things because these are young people. I think that when I consider adults and I'm like, okay, like, like being a child is stressful. Yeah. But being an adult is like, you know, like, come on. No, but seriously, like being an adult is like wild. And so if these people or these kids are having, are struggling or grappling with this from such a young age, you ought to imagine what they're dealing with as they just continue to get older you know uh the study continues to say 30.6 percent of students had thoughts of suicide in the past 12 months 16.6 percent had made a suicide plan and 2.4 percent had attempted suicide these rates are markedly higher than those found in the country's general population These are also marginally higher than rates typically found among students in other parts of the world. So, yeah, they also reported more than half, 57.2% of students who had uh, thoughts of suicide in the past 12 months were, went on to make a suicide plan. And 19.1% of those who made a plan went on to attempt suicide. So yeah it's really it's it's wild like you know it really has permeated the younger people so you know i think interesting thing about learning about suicide or unpacking it is that from the surface it seems like a very basic like yo dude like obviously it seems like a very basic straight line to like what what is it right like what is it what happens etc But I think that this is why I find psychology and just like all of this stuff really interesting because there's always another layer that you could unpack that could help you get the puzzle piece to the puzzle. And so I really, you know, I would have never thought to think about, oh, what are the risk factors for suicide? Like, because I mean, I think I would have thought that we're getting too technical, like we're overthinking it, like we know what it is, right? 
But it's been really interesting to read up about all the theories and, and you know, ideas behind why people feel like uh, suicide I exists, why it's a problem, how it manifests itself, the possibilities. And so, yeah, one of the uh, risk factors that were mentioned in the article, the most common risk factors for suicide include unrelated mental health problems, social isolation, financial difficulties, hazardous substance abuse, and interpersonal conflict. Feeling hopeless, ashamed, powerless, and trapped also increase the risk of suicide, particularly if these painful feelings are unbearable and appear to have no end. Suicidal behavior is also sometimes associated with impulsivity and impaired problem-solving skills. Uh, yeah, so that would make sense because obviously uh, it's that hopelessness uh, that you feel like you're not going to be able to get out of a particular position, out of a particular problem. So that was the first method that I wanted to use for us to go out suicide today. And the second method is I want us to look at suicide from the lens of neurobiology. So obviously neurobiology or, you know, neuropsychology, it has to do with the body, the literally the biology of the body and the mind. And so when we're talking about suicide, what they actually think is happening is that so in your brain we have these neurons and basically they send messages to each other and they need to send those messages to each other because that's how we integrate like and make sense of things so they're saying here that there are impairments in the neurotransmitters that transmit serotonin in the uh, neurotransmitter system and there's also impairments in the hypothalamic pituitary adrenal gland axis stress response system which has to do with the hypothalamus which is also specifically a part of the brain so that's literally what's happening behind the scenes a theory to what they think is happening behind the scenes when it comes to your body and the biology of it all and so the thing is, another thing that has been identified as a uh, common risk factor, I mentioned a couple earlier, stress. So stress has been identified as a key determinant of the uh, psychopathology, like a lot of psychopathologies, but uh, this one as well, suicide. And so various models that attempt to explain suicide sort of use stress as a primary uh, thought of what determines suicide. So the thing about suicidal behavior and suicidal thoughts uh, having this effect on your brain is that over time, this, is, this impairment manifests as uh, they say here in this article, impaired cognitive control of mood. So you struggle to be able to control your mood. It results in pessimism, uh, reactive aggressive traits, impaired problem solving, overreactivity to negative social signs, excessive emotional pain, and suicidal ideation, uh, therefore leading to suicidal behavior. And so when I mentioned stress before, uh, most of the articles that I was looking up on mentioned that stress is like you know a, a, a very key determinant and so one of the articles mentioned that minimal stress is needed for depression to occur in individuals with a strongly depressogenic schema so 
they're saying here that people who are susceptible to being depressed they don't need a lot of stress to get them there like a little bit of stress minimal stress will get them uh depressed and once again uh suicide when they're speaking about the risk factors depression is a big one as well so in response to stress being this you know big at the center of you know suicide well not really at the center but definitely a big factor um rubenstein 1986 developed a stress diathesis theory of suicide in which the effects of specific situational stresses and the categories or predisposing factors of vulnerable individuals in a given culture were integrated in a biocultural model of suicidal behavior so basically long story short this uh, person created a stress model of suicidal behavior and this stress model is based on the fact that stressful life events are, are recognized as triggers for social behavior and so a lot of like models sort of start with this uh, theory and they basically indicate that negative life events if severe enough can facilitate precipitate suicidal behavior even without the existence of an individual having any psychological uh, or biological characteristics that would predispose them to any psychological uh, impairments so this is like real like stress is like imagine a small small thing like stress you know but when i think about it it's almost like how people when covid was happening people were like oh it's just a flu and it's like no dude like these things are serious you know um but yeah anyways so they explain here that the stress stress diathesis model is based on the integration of neurobiology and psychopathology which still forms the basis for much of current research in suicidology particular emphasis was thereby given to changes in the serotonin system and how these may represent a constitutional risk factor as opposed to a state dependent risk factor for suicidal behavior so yeah essentially they're trying to figure out because this stress diathesis model is basically saying you know stress is a main component stress being like something that is outside of you and depending on your your situation right and so they're trying to figure out what other risk factors risk factors such as the biological part such as what i mentioned earlier about the neurotransmitters to it's like um what is that argument like what came first the chicken or the egg but like yeah so it's like that argument and so it's like you know is it the serotonin levels or is it like who um who came first who's who's holding the most weight who's more likely to be uh, a more influential risk factor in the development of suicidal ideation and suicidal behavior so yeah man it's really interesting stuff to know you know all of this stuff because i personally like to know what's going on with my mind or my body so it's very interesting to read this stuff because uh, like it's weird like my body will react and i'll be like whoa i read up on this <laughs> so yeah um so that was that we just unpacked that and now it's time to move on to some good vibes. Uh, we're moving on to heal, bruh.
all right so on heel bra for this week i gotta tell you guys i've only got one story and one story only viola davis on hot ones auntie viola come on why is she so funny no honestly why is she so talented and funny it was so funny i literally so if you're listening to this and you haven't watched it go to 18 minutes and 21 seconds yo when she did that i like i laughed so hard i started crying and then as i was like crying she then like said she was gonna pee her pants and yo when i tell you i almost rolled off the bed you know that was out of order like i was dying it was so funny um so yeah man so that oh that brought so much healing to me i can't remember the last time i like laughed and cried like till i cried uh, i can't remember so that was tight i enjoyed that uh that brought a lot <laughs> i can't even keep a straight face thinking about it now you know but yeah that brought a lot of joy a lot of joy to my day that day so yeah come on viola come through ma'am come through so land of the feels so i only have one land of the feels today gonna make it quick kanye west and all his commenting that he's been doing you know it's so tricky with kanye it's like you know you want to you want to write him off for all the nonsense he's saying but then you also want to remember that like he's dealing with you know his troubles and so it's just a double-edged sword but honestly where i'm at right now i just feel like i wish he would give himself some grace you know i wish he would be like you know what i know or that i was diagnosed with this and so let me give myself some grace and the people around me some you know grace to be patient with me let me be patient with myself and let me be let me humble myself to be like you know what maybe i don't know it all right now maybe i don't you know like maybe it's i don't grasp everything in the way that you know i should be right now you know and that could be for many reasons but like you know maybe like think about that like perhaps you know and be like because it's like did you know it would be different if we were talking about somebody who it's like oh maybe they should go speak to somebody no like he knows and so the fact that he knows and he arrogantly is not it's like somebody who has a toothache right and it's like yo that person has a toothache okay cool dude like your toothache is really not in my beeswax but can i just ask that like you be graceful enough to just like you know don't when you're speaking to me you know be opening your mouth all up in my grill like i can i don't want to smell that you know what i mean like i just feel like kanye's like got a toothache and he's just like just literally breathing on everybody right now and it's like dude come like can you please like please bro can you go go to the dentist just handle your toothache like please you know i don't know that's how i feel that's what i that's yeah but yeah um moving right along self-care self-care self-care
All right, so for self-care for, you know, this amount of time that I've been gone, uh, I've just been drinking my water, minding my biz. (laughs) Um, Yeah, no, I've actually been allowing, I've been mixing and mingling a lot more than I feel like I have in the past, like, yeah, in a while. I've been going out, you know, meeting new people, really interacting. It's been fun, you know, really, really fun. So, yeah, that's really been my self-care. And then, oh, having a self-care sort of like routine for the wind down. So after I hang out with people, like I'll usually come home, get undressed, put my diffuser on, like lights, like really unwind, you know, because my introverted self does need that. So, yeah, that's what self-care has been looking like for me. We're not going to pick a card from the self-care deck this week. But next week, it's on, it's on, it's on, it's on, okay? All right. So, <laughs> alrighty. I think that's it, you guys. I think that's the episode Dunzos. No, I mean, uh, this was really fun. It was really good to be back. As I did tell you, it was going to be a short one. It was going to be a short one. I feel like I knew what I wanted to say, knew what I wanted to, you know, get to the point of. So that's usually what happens when you're, you know, up and running. So thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate you. Please don't forget to send any letters, any, you know, comments, anything you want to know, any questions. Send it over to It's Esoteric, I-T-S-E-S-O-T-E-R-I-C, at gmail.com. And please follow It's Esoteric on Instagram, It's Esoteric underscore on Instagram and on Twitter. And you can follow me everywhere as well, I-T-S-G-U-G-U. So, thank you so much again. My name is Gugu. And you have been listening to Feels Galore. Now, remember, I hope you have a wonderful day, a wonderful rest of your week. And remember, healing is a journey. And more importantly, all feels matter. All right, guys. See you in a couple of weeks. Bye.